feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Hi, I'm Jackie Collins, and you are listening to Neil and Debbie, you lucky bitches. Hello, good morning. This is Neil and Debbie. Welcome to the show. Hey, squirrel friend. Um, come with us for some bank holiday what? badassness. It's Rita Ora on KDO on a no-repeat bank holiday weekend with Neil and Debbie here arriving on the air. Yeah. I wonder where Rita is this week. Mm. Where do you think? Is she having Maybe a party? Having a is she in another party? country? Yeah. <laughs> um, Who knows? Who knows? I mean, we're just jealous, Neil, if we're honest. We're just jealous, yeah. green with envy. Could we say, first of all, good morning, happy bank holiday, blah, blah, blah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Can I apologise, firstly, for the smell? Oh, I yeah. thought there was something a bit... What's going on? Uh, well, you don't know what's going on, Neil, because I'm afraid no. it's between me and the village. Uh, We've had a burst water pipe and none of the village have water. Um, slight emergency. So I haven't been able to shower for two days now. Right. Um, so excuse me. Really, we've got a water leak and we have to keep switching our water off. <laughs> I mean... Synergy. <laughs> So you're just going to have to deal with that. Secondly, um, can I just, can I tell you about a couple of things in the show that have happened this week? I met up with my parents for the first time in months. Beautiful. And my dad did a dog agility course. So can I talk about that later in the show? And I found a new obsession, uh, two new obsessions to take our time with, Neil. Please put your ears against the wall. Um, open your legs and let this flow over you. I don't know why I said that. I can't even, I don't even know. So if you can imagine that all over the face, all over the neck, all exposed skin, and then just going to breathe on it, as they say in the recipe book. (gasps) Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's an incredible TV documentary on BBC Two, which I have to share with the world. Uh, It's wonderful, Neil. I haven't got a clue what she was doing. Well, no, that's why it's a good tease. I went to radio school for three years <laughs> to learn how to do that. Thank you. That was money well spent. This is Ndebs at Gadio. Email Ndebs at gadio.co.uk. Could we also pricey the show by saying yet again, if there are any technical hop-ups, technical, <laughs> technical, technical fun things that go a bit weird, it's not us, it's the internet. We're from our homes in Oxford and St Albans. And this does go funny sometimes, and I, I'm gagging to get back into the studio, but Boris says no. Not just yet. At the moment. Hold your Not horses. Not just yet. Yeah. I mean, it needs to be redecorated first anyway. Oh, good, because it was a bit fusty in there. That was our fault. <laughs> well, we know that now. Yet, we want we some chins, don't we? We want some chins. Always used to eat food in there, and it says on the door, no food or drinks. And we go, oh, no, we haven't got any. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Neil, please may I, this is serious, mm. serious matter uh, over to Twitter we love getting emails, tweets well that's about it, no, emails or tweets or come down in person to our houses Neil's full address is the mansion Harpingdon Bucks I'll do this is Paul who tweeted hello oh, Paul, you right he says, Neil, and it really, oh, got, it's got me emotional. He says, I've been listening to old reruns of your podcast in brackets, which you can find on Mixcloud and it's iTunes. Good. Close brackets. Really well done. Yep, uh, yep, that's 10 points already. 
keep me company and entertained during a difficult patch recently. I appreciate your ravishing beauties and keep being fabulous. P.S. Where is the book? Question mark. And not one, not two, but three massive kisses, oh, uh, which so. is a bit over familiar, but we know we know Paul from years of old from mm. the old place. So um, beautiful Paul. It's, uh, people are having hard times at the moment. Paul Lisa had a meltdown in the week. Oh, did she? Uh, oh, bless her. Yeah. Oh, crappy oh. job interviews, isn't it? Please, just oh. someone say yes. Yeah. The love of God. Uh, and also one of my dear dear friends, Karina, started a new job this week and she lost her confidence a bit. Oh. Uh, but to get, well, guess how she got her confidence back? What did she do? She's played Katy Perry Raw just before her first Zoom call and nice. sung her heart out. So, so if good. you were in, in Oxfordshire and heard that, yeah. and she, do you know what it did? It gave her nipple confidence. Anything go. that gets you through, yeah. sort of that, is it's important. I've got a tip for you as well, actually. What they oh. say is when you're going for an interview or something like that, you need to yeah. stand for a few seconds, stand up like mm. that, and put your hands on it like you're a superhero, hands on mm. your shoulders and puff yourself up. And it mm. meant, it's meant to give a really good sort of boost to you. No, oh, don't take photographs. Stay there. I've just shut my phone trying to get a photo of you. Hang on, don't move, because that was really quite sensual. There we are, there we are. hang on. Hang on, there do are. that again. Hang on. Oh, I can't remember my code. Why doesn't my phone remember my face? Have I put on so much weight? Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Stay there, Neil. I need to take okay, a screen so grab. Got to, so you've got to go real confident like that. Puff yourself up like that, you see. And it's meant to give you that, as you say, nipple confidence. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Good luck I'll with have that. To get my, I'll have to edit myself out of that photo because I've got roots, but that's oh. fine. Um, yeah, and also, if you're going for a job interview, there is another bit of worldly advice I'd like to share with Nana. Talk about doing your knickers. The good, the bad, and the lovely. Get it? Got it? Good. Time to gaze once again through our rainbow-coloured spectacles of the world and see just some of the things that have been good and not so good and some lovely things this week. First of all, this is great. Elliot Page has revealed he knew he was transgender from when he was a toddler but only began to live his truth publicly, of course, last year. The actor who came out as trans via social media says he felt a responsibility to his community to speak out. In a new and very revealing interview with Oprah, Elliot <gasps> is asked what part of his transition has brought him the most joy. This is very touching. Listen. It's, you know, getting out of the shower and the towels around your waist and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're just like, there I am. And I'm not having the moment where I'm panicked. I'm not having all these little moments that used to be just being in a t-shirt. It's, it's being able to touch my chest and um, feel comfortable in my body for the, probably the first time. Tears of joy. There you are. Elliot Page speaking to Oprah. Big interview, which you can see online. Good Lord, Oprah just gets it out of people, doesn't she? She just stays silent, just doing that nod. Um, if Oprah does want to interview Neil or I, we can say that we we do have panics when we come out the shower with a towel around us, don't we? <laughs> Panic every time. It's not nice. 
That was the good, the bad this week. Disturbing news from Poland. An escalation in verbal attacks by the Polish government with the support of the Roman Catholic Church there as well as the threat of physical violence on the streets of many cities in Poland has triggered an exodus of LGBTQ plus people to other parts of Europe. According to a survey by an international gay rights organization, Poland now ranks as the most homophobic country in the European Union. Activists say violence against gay people in Poland surged last year and included cases of physical violence, insults, and also the destruction of property. It's not good there at the moment, I'm afraid. I just don't understand why someone hates someone for no good reason. But we've said this all along, Neil. It's internalised homophobia. I'm convinced of it. I'm absolutely convinced. We need to sit all those, those people who've been... I can't say the word, round a table, I'll take them down Costa Coffee, then we'll probably take them to the hoist and they'd have the time in their lives and go, oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean. Finally, cult filmmaker, writer and the brilliant raconteur that he is, John Waters, has been praising Ricky Lake for her starring role <laughs> as Tracy Turnblad in the classic movie Hairspray, which, of course, he originated. Uh, he's been telling the WF, uh, WTF podcast how important she was to the success of the film was Ricky Lake. I was very, very lucky because she was Tracy Turnblad. Yeah. And we're still great friends. And she's uh, uh, she's really a good actress. Yeah. And uh, she was in my other movies, too. Yeah. But um, Ricky's a great sweetheart and a great, great friend. And she was a huge reason why that movie was successful. I found the right star. John Waters. Go, later Ricky. On the show. Go, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, later on, uh, I've got some more from John. Uh, why he thinks RuPaul has enjoyed such a successful career. Because they go way back, those two. They know each other from a long time ago. So. Well, I won't move till I hear that, because that mm. was just the perfect tease. I mean, we haven't even gone through our one yet, and we've done two great teases. Um, just if you are going, if you're going to the media industry, that's that's just that's for you. It's especially for you. Keep listening. If you want to get involved with the show, you can tweet us at this is Endebs at Gadio. Email Endebs at Gadio.co.uk. Yeah, I don't want to be personal. When was when was the last time your love was felt? Uh, I just want to know. People are asking on the internet, on Twitter, hashtag. Neil and Blender, or whatever that website was you were on. What was what? that dating website you were on? It wasn't Blender. No. 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 What was it? I've been on all sorts. Harpoon or something. Dredging the bay. Still nothing. <laughs> nothing come up. Unfortunately. Really. I've been nets out all over the place. <laughs> oh, oh dear. What's, what's that? So on um, the on Twitter, please could I say to, hello to two beautiful listeners? Sure, yeah. Mm. Uh, we and this deserves a clap, Neil. Did I get a little twink twang for? The, yeah, yeah. Okay, the tra- no, oh my god, he's on both there. <laughs> so, okay, so, so this is hashtag we are the Kardashians. Kardashians, that's clever. Two dogs have tweeted, which I think is incredibly smart of them, and they've typed Neil with their paws. Woohoo! Our favorite Saturday morning combo is back. They sent that last week, but it slipped through the net. Uh, just a little one to give back to you. This is Pixie the Failed Guide Dog. <laughs> who was the star of today's show tweet. And also, Pixie has put down put on quite a lot of lockdown weight. Oh. Uh, I had to really struggle to get her Julius dog harness on uh, when I took her out for a walk this morning. Right. So that's good, isn't it? It's not just humans getting porky. Radio. Neil, can I share something with you? Sure. Please. 
You know, I have sort of an obsession. I had that obsession recently with the Polish builders and I sort of stalked them out of my window. They were doing the yes. fence. And you know, I'd find any excuse to go outside. Well, I think I've got a replacement obsession for the Polish builders. Okay. In the form of, you know, I love watching people do stuff. Like we yeah, love yeah. Mm. just watching like, someone tinkering under a... Oh, finish the sentence, Neil Carbonet <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. Just or laying a brick wall, just anything that is yeah, requires that level of, you know, I can't, I, I can't stop watching Wheeler Dealers. I'm embarrassed about that. Yeah, yeah. Craftsmen um, or, or women, craftspeople. Anyone, yeah. anyone. So imagine my joy, Neil, when not only the physical things collide with my favourite, one of my favourite persons on the planet. Who's my favourite DJ beside, beside yourself, Neil? Oh, uh, Mar- Marianne Hobbs. Correct. Mm. Uh, sit back and just let this go over you and picture it. Um, I mean, <laughs> I do need the Jutain music, but we'll hang on that for that in a minute. Here we go, back into this week. My favourite woman besides Australian Lisa uh, does this. Yeah, I mean, in, in those days, I had many motorbikes, as you know, and it was kind of de rigueur to know how to do your, your own basic mechanics. Yeah. So you had to figure out how to change a tyre on your God. own. You had to be able to do things like, you know, clean the spark plugs, um, all, those, all those types of things, really. Get it up on bricks, do what you need to do, tighten the chain a little bit. Do you know the funniest thing was, again, this correlates with my uh, obsessive nature, as we have discussed many <laughs> times on this program, is that I did probably spend more time with an oily rag and some WD-40 cleaning the bike than I did riding it. Yeah. Oh, my God. You imagine, Neil, I was climbing the walls. Oh, so could well. we have a moment of the look of love, Marianne Hobbs, uh, this week, if you've got it there? Just uh, yes, I think last. we can. This is especially for that moment that you just had. Oily rags, WD-40, bike up on bricks. Oh, God, Neil, stop! She's wearing that boiler suit for you. She tinkers away under her carburetor. Oh, my goodness. going to need a minute, Neil. Sure. Play a song. Charlie XCX on Gadio in the 1975. That's called No Rome. Neil and Debbie here on this uh, no repeat bank holiday weekend on Gadio. No Rome. Are we la- we're not allowed to go there either. I don't. I think that yes, you're not. Uh, no, no coins in any fountains. No Rome. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, can I tell you my story about my parents in Rome? Mm. Do you mind? It's probably it's a bit domestic. Neil, are you are you quite happy with this? I'm, I'm happy with domestic. Domestic bliss. So, is it? You kn- no. So, you know, my parents are probably married for... Like, I, my dad will not tell me. My mum's dead, so I can't get it out of her. Um, but they were married for probably less than two years, right? And my dad said, I've I've never known this. In, and I said, oh, dad, I went to Rome. Lisa and I are going to Rome. We're going to see the Trevi Fountain. And his face sort of went, oh, Rome. I said, why? He said, oh, your mother and I went to Rome on holiday. We had a blazing argument. She threw, our, uh, threw her engagement ring out of a speeding car. So my dad was driving. And they were, not speeding, but they were going far, you know, going at speed. She went, right, that's it. And she ripped off her engagement ring, or it might have even been wedding ring, and lobbed it out the, uh, the window. And my dad had to sort of handbrake turn in the middle of an argument, pull over. And they spent hours. He made her look for it for hours. They found it. 
did. They found it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, not really. That's pretty crap holiday, isn't it? I mean, I think he probably would have preferred to go to the Coliseum and gone head, you know, ten rounds with. Magamon done the hell. Then you know, have that. Yeah. So anyway, there's a bit of um, unhappiness oh, wow. from the family archive. Yeah. Uh, Neil, next. Please, can I share with you uh, mm. some brilliant things that are happening, lots of dates for the diary, and stuff is actually going on. And this is following this week's Oscars, which right. were very good and kept um, our friend Anthony Hopkins in pyjamas, and he fell asleep in the ceremony. So, so, yeah, he did a nice little speech that he put out on social media afterwards. Didn't yeah, he? Showing his he's too busy. He's not going to stay up yes. and watch people faff about in exactly. America. Certainly he's the Oscars. Life. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been watching the telly with a friend or some family and one of the uh, people watching sees something and they go, oh, that's um, it's either a, a, somebody they recognise or a place they have been to that they, uh, they are convinced it's that place? I have to be very honest with you. Um, no, because the only person I've watched TV in for the last year has been Lisa and she hates TV. Oh, yes. So, no. Well, no. Uh, well, I'm leading into something, clearly. Uh, really? Obviously, as you know, I'm living at home here with my parents during lockdown, and... Uh, lockdown? During yeah. lockdown? Okay, the last few years. Anyway, uh, that's not for here. Uh, we were watching something on the telly, and my dad saw something. He, he's like, that, that, look, and it was on an advert. Look, we've been, we've been there, we're on that beach, we've been there. And um, I happened to record the moment because, you know, oh, no. um, then they had to do the whole rewindy thing and find out, you know, whether it... Uh, anyway, here's the moment of that all happening. He's got to get there first. I'm going to find it. It's come past I told you. No, you can pass it again. <laughs> well, there it is. Now, tell me that isn't where we were. Got myself. I... Clearly, it's a, it's a cliffhanger, I'm afraid, for the show, because we will I, come back to that later on. I just adore parents with technology. <laughs> I I cannot tell you how much fun it is. Mm. Um, dear Nana was a, a sucker for this, sucker for this. She used to speak to me when I rang her up. She used to speak to me via her... Um, she'd pick up the phone, and then she'd put it down, and she'd pick up the remote control. <laughs> and for the next half hour, I'd be like, No, Nana! Dear, can you hear me? No, Nana! It, you're not on the phone. Can you? I can't hear a thing. I adore it. I can't wait for the cliffhanger part two, Neil. Uh, yeah. Find out whether it was the place he thought it was later on in the show. <laughs> was that nudist beach? Was well, it? I hope not. I think it probably was. Please, could you play the breaking news jingle? Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, so breaking news. Pretty huge. <laughs> interviewed some brilliant people over the year and one of our favorites is always paul burston he is one of the most fascinating men i think i've ever met mm. if you follow him on facebook there's always a story and there's always insight you feel i feel 10 percent more intelligent mm. when i've come away from reading one of his posts yeah he says what um, he thinks doesn't is, he says what he thinks yeah, and I mean, if you see any of the music documentaries, he used to hang out with Blondie, he knows Madonna, he's hung out with Freddie Merck, he's hung out with everyone, Neil, everyone. Yeah, massive Bowie um, fan as well. Huge Bowie fan, there's a great photo of him with Bowie, brilliant photo. Mm. Now, imagine my shock when I was on his Facebook page and he said, oh God, I've just come off a three-way conversation, Zoom chat, with Zachary Quinto and Jim Penny. 
Penny. Ow. Parsons, Sheldon, oh. a.k.a. Sheldon Big Band 3. Now, wow. they're starring, and this really will make me look, you know, a bit stupid, as Truman Capote, Capote and Tennessee Williams. No. Both of those are starring, yeah. Are they starring? Truman, I Truman Capote. It was a documentary. Are they actually playing no, them, so or they... No, they're actually playing those characters. Oh, wow. And... Paul Burson has done a fantastic interview in, in Attitude magazine. If you follow them on Twitter, you'll see the whole story. And it just looks really, really interesting. There's a trailer, there's everything. Because I'm afraid to say I know nothing about Tennessee Williams well, they, or Truman Capote. They were both writers, but they they sparred with each other throughout their lives. And in a sort of a Lennon McCartney way, they sort Ooh. of, you know, um, sort of, Edged, egged each other on in their writing and they were sort of like jokingly critical of each other and then sometimes they were really critical of each other and they were sort of there sort of the chalk and cheese of each other and they yeah so the really interesting sort of you know friendship that they had through the years so that's really yeah, interesting Trim really Capote is a photo of Amir is interesting isn't he <laughs> yeah hello Trim <laughs> Capote here with my coat on <laughs> I mean a brilliant man um yeah. Can I just remind you of the time that you and I had a great conversation with Paul Burson? We've interviewed him quite a few times now. Yeah. And we were by the canapes at a, I don't know, some Stonewall or something awards or something like that. We were at the, at the canapes yeah. and we were actually, it was, it was crudités and quite lived up to its name when you and he were being quite lustrous over Duncan from Blue who just entered. Uh, yes. Do you remember that? <laughs> Well, and I, and you, I'm assuming entered the room. Uh, the, uh, and I really found out where your loyalties lie, Neil, because there was crudités going around the room, and there was yeah. Duncan from Blue next to oh, us. Food, food and every time. It, it food ran as soon as those that little tray of miniature food came out of the kitchen. You and I were all—I mean, we pushed people out of the way, didn't we? Mm. Oh, happy days! A buffet. Do you remember a buffet, Neil? Yeah, I love a buffet. <laughs> Here's the song that Paul Burston got married to and had his first dance with his husband. And here we are. This is for you, Paul. We do, do we adore you. George Michael, amazing on Gadia's anthem. So we're nearly here this Saturday morning. Of the Patience album, Neil. I know. Oh, I love that. And that's the that's the song. There's a song on there that mentions um the girl from Fox, she's a little cutie. Mm. That was my old radio station. He wrote that about me, people said. Really? Yeah, I've told you this before. I know. I'll bring it I'll bring it, I'll show, play the clip for next week. <laughs> Neil, books and wine have got in touch on Twitter. Oh, Our dear dear friend, books and wine. At this is Endelibs at Gadio. It's always delish McNish to hear from you. <laughs> Um, thinking pink with this is Endebs on Gadio. There's strawberries, there's a glass of fizz, there's pink sunglasses, pink socks, and pink trainer. So we will just go chin chin to you, books of wine, happy May Bank holiday weekend. I've got a plastic beaker, it doesn't sound very sexy, does it? No, it doesn't really. really? No, yeah. have you got anything to cheers with? Uh, I think. Where's um, your tea, love? Oh, I've got an antique uh, kettle. Oh. Uh, ABC One, live from Harpington, an 18th century antique kettle. Um, <laughs> and there, so cheers. It'd be always lovely to hear what you're eating along with the show. Once again, it's your freedom of choice on Gadio mm. and Neil Debbie here. So uh, we're going to play you three clips and three classic tracks from the archive. And uh, yeah. all Debbie has to do is decide which one she wants to hear the most because you can only hear one in full at the end of anthems. All right. 
Okay. Actually, Neil, I'd like to hear one of the songs in full at this section, uh, please. Uh, yes, well. eagle-eared <laughs> listeners will realise that we yeah. did do that as a treat. Yeah. Uh, it's a late. It was a late April fool, and well done for those who spotted yeah. it for Kulwa a- and. Yeah. I was going to say, cool while fashion, it was a repeat Saturday, that particular Saturday, but this yeah. Saturday, of course, is a no-repeat weekend. Yeah. Of course, I, that. I mean, we're on the ball now, ahead of the game. Oh, yeah. First track to choose from this morning, could it be Anton Clamoran and I Keep On Trying? on Clamoran and uh, mm-hmm. I keep on trying that's your first choice 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 this week <laughs> you're right Neil and Clamoran yeah Clamoran. yeah that really is from back in the day when we were back in the back I've never of the heard day. that in my life oh, really oh okay yeah. uh, so that's your first choice your second one <laughs> you'll like this one and you'll know this one Sun Rising Up Yeah, sun rising up. And mind you, you're not allowed to say which one yet. Thank you. Uh, and finally, the last clip I'm going to play is this one here. Uh, will you choose Da Slamming Frogs? Something about a music. Slamming Frogs, uh, something about the music. Those are your three choices this week. We'll play one of those songs in full at the end of Anthems. Reminder, you cannot say which one we're going to play. How unprofessional do you think I am, Neil? My lips are... It definitely won't be revealed that I'll have duh at the end of the show. No one will know, and I will reveal it just before the end of the Anthem. Hello to the Brunel LGBTQ+. On Twitter, are the staff network and all the folks at Brunel University in London. Uh, so it's lovely to have you listening. Time now, Neil, to roll out an occasional table feature known as the floops and bloopers, the things that go wrong when the microphone goes live. Uh, this week's... Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only... Mr. Endem. Who? Mr. Sorry, Neil? Mrs. Endem. Now, this one, Neil, I've had for a few weeks, but out of respect, I thought it's best we just press hold. Right. Um, probably not the answer this interviewer was looking for when they asked this question, and a slightly awkward moment uh, ensued. Uh, we're going back to a couple of weeks ago when... We lost a certain royal. Okay, so this is one of the tributes on the BBC. Take it back to the beginning for us, Alistair, and and tell us how the young Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark met the then Princess Elizabeth. Well, they were related. I mean, there's not two places you can go... uh, with that one so we'll we'll just we'll move over that now secondly Neil there's a brilliant radio session you know I listen to the radio through the night because I have terrible trouble sleeping so Mm. I've usually got the world service on but they had sport on so I turned it on to Carol Walker who presents the evening show on Times Radio now I won't go into details but it's about Parliament and a certain don't just do it BNQ it job oh yeah and I mean, I'd, I'd give him 10 out of 10 for persevering when you have something 
you know, bothering you in the background. Ten yeah. out of ten. But um, here we go. What do you make on this? Well, uh, politicians don't have a great, great reputation for always telling the unvarnished truth, do they? Um, excuse me, I'm going to cough for a second. <coughs> Not COVID, I promise you. Um, no, no, do, look, do, um, do take your take the time that you need, Robin, no, no, to no. Uh, clear your um, throat. <coughs> Sorry, we have a picture of a government which lacks integrity. Excuse me, uh, carry on, Carol. I'll come. Yeah, to you uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Robin, of course, what we were talking about there. Uh, let's let's just go back to that original point. I mean, I wonder, Robin, whether. You know, this is a very tense situation. Is it possible that this is a phrase, admittedly, very ill-judged? Is it possible that it was uttered in that sort of context? Well, I was very struck by an account written by uh, Robert Peston, the ITV <laughs> political editor. Um, according to Robert, the door was open, and so a lot of people outside the room heard what was said, which is why there appear to be several ear witnesses. Um, <coughs> okay, well, Sorry. Then, uh, we're um, going to come no, back to this I'm in fine, I'm just fine, a Karen, moment. Fine. We'll come back to it in just a moment here on Times Radio. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't. Um, but on the subject of involuntary things coming out your body you just can't help, remember this one uh, that was a very serious subject and quite an inappropriate windy pops. News. The uncle of an 11-year-old girl. <clears throat> the uncle of an 11-year-old girl from Wolverhampton's in court tomorrow charged with her murder. Yep, not the time to have a burp and we'll end on this one. A uh, Swedish little expel, not from the mouth though. Um, yes. Now is it slut for den här veckan, men ni ser oss på måndag igen. Hej då. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh dear. Cloud went away with them. Um, little fart to end this week's. Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only. So earlier on. We played you three tracks for you track to two, choose. please, Neil. Track right. two. It's there not it is, then. Duh. Yeah. Sun rising up. Sun rising up. up. <laughs> Now, in the week I was watching, I wasn't watching, I was listening to a WTF podcast. That's the Mark Maron podcast, which is excellent. He had a special guest, John Waters, who is the movie director, writer. He's a very great raconteur. If you ever get a chance to catch his one-man show, it's brilliant. It's really interesting. It's filthy. Mm. It's absolutely filthy. Don't take your parents, because it's absolutely filthy, but fascinating. He came to fame making all these kind of cult movies, starring often Divine, uh, Pink Flamingo, who we've talked about recently on the show. I Ironically, his biggest commercial success was the movie Hairspray, which was a film that then was turned into a musical and then into a musical film again. Oh, it was a film first? Yeah, yeah, it was a film first, yeah. Oh, wow. I think so, yeah. Anyway, uh, he believes the uh, film Hairspray and the whole project was, in fact, this is John Waters, his most sort of subversive thing he'd ever, he's ever done. What it was, was the only devious movie I ever made because it snuck into every middle-class American home and preached 
same-sex marriage, interracial dating. I've said before, even racists like Hairspray. It snuck in because nobody realized that all those values were there. Isn't that brilliant? Neil, that I, a, I sort of disagree that that's the most controversial movie he's ever made. Let's not mm. forget Divine and her <laughs> mess. Um, <laughs> got me into Ali. Um, you know, we, we've got to interview John Waters. Can you do that? Mm. Uh, and I will chase someone else for an interview as well, because he is fascinating. He's got so much balls. He just doesn't what people think he's he walks to his own drum whatever that expression is yeah. and he is so fascinating his pencil moustache fascinates me yeah 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 if you can have one of those you're pretty unique aren't you always wears your like mine suits. Do you like mine? i love your pencil moustache thank it's you very Neil. attractive uh he also talks about yeah you know um the character tracy turnblatt is the, so the main star of the film uh she's described as pleasantly plump uh, who teaches <laughs> 1962 baltimore a thing or two about racial integration after landing a spot on the of the local dance TV show. Uh, guess who the inspiration for the character of Tracy Turnblatt was, according to oh, John this, Waters? This is really interesting. So it would have been, what would it have been, 70s? Yeah. Six, eight, 70s? Late, early 80s, yeah. Oh, my God. Was it Thatcher? Was it no, Thatcher? No, no. Here's John who Waters to tell you. Here he is. I was Tracy Turnblatt. It's about me. But I, I was a gay man, so that's like a, it's another kind of outsider. Yeah, it was him. He was it's oh kind of best. God. It's about obviously being somebody from the outside and coming in and, and getting teased and bullied and all that sort of side, side of things. Yeah. That, I've learned some things today, Neil, and I'm going to go to bed a better human being. <laughs> and they also got onto the subject uh, in this interview um, of, of, of RuPaul. And of course, they should kind of both of them go back to the similar time. This is what John Walters had to say about RuPaul's success. Really? Let me tell you, though, RuPaul's been all around almost as long as I have because I remember him from long, long ago in Atlanta. He's been hard working just as hard as we all have forever and deserves every bit of success. No, I love him, yeah. But the reason, one of the main reasons that I believe RuPaul is successful as he is successful, he has a great look out of drag. And most drag queens, including Divine, did not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, that's... That's us told. So the cat it? amongst would the pigeons. Would, well, would you want to upset Mother Roo? No, no would I. Absolutely. Very wise, John Waters. Very wise. <laughs> uh, this is Ndebs at Gadio. Email Ndebs at Gadio.co.uk. Hello to Danny Stitches, who is listening, and also to our stunning, beautiful friend, who is always, always wonderful, Davey, yeah. aka. I found it, thank you, actually. <laughs> Queer wrestling. So, right. up yours. Yeah. <laughs> you know what time to talk about that, Neil? There is the Irish Grace Jones to talk about on some breaking news, if oh, I'm... Oh, not yes, you. yeah, but we love a bit of breaking news. <laughs> so, it's a magmanamuth week. Yesterday... Roisin Murphy released her new album in years. Oh. It's a remixed, and it's called Crooked Machine. If you go on her on her Twitter feed, you can find out all about it. And my God, when she releases something, get down on your knees and buy it, uh, because you know whatever comes out of her is absolute platinum, not gold, platinum. Neil, mm. here is she um, with "Give Me Something More." Uh, from the last album I just want to play it because the new stuff I don't want to play yet because obviously we'll try and play it for an interview so this is Give Me Something More from uh, a couple of years ago Give me something more. 
You remember this? Played it to you? Oh, yes. So it's an R2-D2 going absolutely yeah. chicken oriental. <gasps> Come on, Roisin! I mean, come on. That's good, isn't it? Seriously. Really good production. She wants it, Neil. She wants it. <laughs> so it came up in my some weird coincidence the universe is doing at the moment. Six years ago, uh, Phil Marriott, Double R, Double T, and I went to interview her for the first time. And we asked her this question, revis a V, overpowered, you're dating my daughter. You know those famous lyrics. Mm. Here we are. Talking about misheard lyrics, for six years I was singing You're Dating My Daughter. <laughs> and Cliff... <laughs> yeah, she liked that. Uh, it's an excuse to hear her laughing, really. It's quite beautiful. Neil, on to Twitter, if I may. This was from... I mentioned before, our dear friend Davey, a.k.a. Queer Wrestling. Oh, yes. And he simply put this in the week and it caused quite a, quite a ruckus. Every gay deserves a Jill. Hashtag, it's a sin. Oh, yes, yes. We started replying, put a photo of Jill up on, on that show. I don't know about you, Neil. I follow it's a sin, the hashtag. People comment every minute of every hour going, I've just rewatched it again and I'm absolutely shaken. To, I'm in tears. I've watched it with my parents. I'm yeah. shaken to the core. It's I've never known a TV show that's had such an effect on people. I really haven't. I've watched I really it twice. Haven't. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. Um London Ant tweeted, Right! He's rolled his sleeves up, Neil, and he is PO'd. Who do we have to complain to? Hashtag it's a sin. Not even a sniff of a nomination. Three <gasps> emojis at the BAFTAs. I know, right? What a BAFTA playing at. And, you know, I can't believe it didn't win a BAFTA. I feel sick to my stomach. But then Sean muscles in with his smarty pants hat on. Mm. BAFTA, BAFTA rules, he says. BAFTA rules, hello. He says, programmes must have their first transmission in the UK between 1st of January and 31st of December 2020. <laughs> and It's a Sin aired from 22nd of January 2021, so it will be eligible for next year. Next year. Okay. And, yeah, next year. So we all have to go hell for leather. I think we'll still be talking about it then. Um, and Anton replied, oh, I love his reply. Not so much of a la, more than a I've been told. Thank you, Sean. But the, the good thing about that, in a way, is hopefully by then things will be enough back to normal that they can have a proper thing and they can all be yeah. together and celebrate together. Yeah. So, yeah. Because this one was crap, wasn't it? I mean, you wouldn't even get a goodie bag because you can't touch it. What would be in the goodie bag? Oh, here's oh. a mask and some anti-bag. Oh, P.O. Let's uh, take a spack back to earlier in the show, shall we? Yes. On, uh, I played a little moment from my, uh, as you know, staying with my parents, living with my parents, and uh, we were watching TV, and we had one of those moments where my dad saw something on the TV and was insistent, definitely was somewhere we've been to, and then we had this whole rigmarole of trying to sort of find the free, because it was literally a split second in a, in a commercial, which luckily they were recording the pro the program, so they were, but it took ages to kind of freeze frame that bit, uh, and we left you hanging in the balance, of course, as to whether. It was the place he thought it was. Trending on Twitter. Is that Martin's nudist beach? Is trending <laughs> on Twitter, Neil? Uh, let's go back to the action about a week ago. He's got to get there first. I've got to find it. No, it's gone past it. I told you. <laughs> no, you've gone past it again. <laughs> oh, there it is. 
Now, tell me that isn't where we were. It's not where we were at all. You're right. It isn't because those cliffs are so much higher, aren't they? Yeah. And it's but too you much. must admit it does look like it. No, it doesn't. Right. Look it when it flashes through on an advert, it looks like it. Well, I don't agree. When he said it to me and I did catch a glimpse of it, I thought it wasn't. I'm living in my own version of Gogglebox. Do you know, it is wonderful to hear your father, Martin, and Mrs. Sexton, um, just you all interacting. It's a lovely insight into your home life. I'm going to say this now, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Your father has got the most magnificent voice, and I'm going to say it's very masterful. It needs to be on this show more. Could you get him to record a jingle for us for next week's show? Uh, what would you like him to um, say? Uh, well... I'll think about that. Let's go to well, let's Nigella. Let, let's some... open it up. Tweet us yeah. at Zendebs, Zendebs at Gadio, and we, yeah. I'll, you know anything you want. Well, within reason. I'll see if I can get him to do. No, go wild for it. Here's one Nigella made for us. You can see that their skin has started to sag and wrinkle a bit. Then I know how they feel. Neil and Debbie. So I mean, it can be absolutely anything, but I really think your father has got the best voice. I mean, ever, Neil. All right. You've well, got I'll tell you what, next one. week he can do the show with you. Thank you. If you don't mind, Neil. Hey, squirrel friend. Neil, what shows do we like the best on TV? Just name a genre with a capital uh, G. Genre. Well, reality That's shows. That's right. Obviously. So that doesn't fit in with what I've said. So, um,. <laughs> That's right, Neil. <laughs> History shows. <laughs> and here's one of your favourite presenters. Lisa Wool... Sorry. Lucy Woolsley. Oh, your yes, favourite yeah. presenter. Yes, yes, yes. Woolsey. So, imagine my surprise, Neil, when a show about makeup absolutely floors me. Now, you know me, Neil. I own two pieces of makeup. Mm. One is an eyeliner pencil, and the other one is a Rimmel brown eyeshadow from about 1996 that's gone off right yeah don't worry don't worry (laughs) so i turned on bbc2 in the week and i watched it last week it was brilliant Mm. there's a woman who's the presenter and her name now i've written it down in love hearts in front of me is lisa eldridge if you'd like to take a look at the photos i've just sent you on whatsapp okay this is who might explain why i love the show so much she's an incredible makeup artist she's worked with cindy crawford on the l cover that famous l cover she's worked with rankin she's worked with all the best marino testino (laughs) she's super (laughs) talented does she remind you of anyone very much Donnerish, I think. Very Lord Lesbian as well. Oh, my ex. yes. Well, she's got power glasses on, hasn't she? Power glasses and, and a very uh, sexy. some lippy as well, red lippy. Yeah. Wow, she's in charge, very she is, isn't she? Totally in charge, Neil. So, this is, she talked. She tells you about makeup in the Georgian and Victoria era, but it, I've made it sound boring. She doesn't. Guess what they used to put on as eyebrows back in the Georgian time? Oh. That's right. Deep breath. We have here some mouse hide brows, which apparently were a thing. Oh my god, they are hideous. Um, okay, so. Ugh. It's a mouse's arse on her face. Oh my god. Yeah. How horrific. Yeah. They are horrendous. Mm. Oh, good god. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Attractive, not 
So she goes through the history and it's sorry, so was interesting. That, sorry, was that a mouse? What was it? Mouse hide eyebrows, which oh. the Georgians used to look. But she also reveals the um, the origins of Madonna's Madame X. Did you know this? Like cosmetic surgery today, you wouldn't want to advertise that you'd had it done. Because of this, visual evidence of it is hard to find. But in the 1880s, a Parisian socialite became the poster girl for the enameled look. She was called Virginie Goutreau and was immortalized by artist John Singer Sargent and Gustave Coutois. And she was also known as Madame X. And that's where Madonna got her Madame X look from. This show is so pigging good, I can't describe it. Mm. I think we'll end on a... Well, it's a, it's a low blow from me, Neil, because of what's the comment of it. But this is her talking about blue vein makeup. <laughs> Don't, Neil, grow up, please. It's like a blue vein itself. <laughs> yes, it does, doesn't it? So if you can imagine that all over the face, all over the neck, all exposed skin, and yeah. then just going to breathe on it, as they breathe. say in the recipe book. <gasps> oh, oh, wow. Oh. Oh, wow. It does show. It does. Look at my veiny, veiny hands. <laughs> You're welcome. We haven't had time to mention Alex D's beautiful tweet about Ruth Coca Burns and all the young men, or Claire Giraffe, or Jaunty's texts, or Star Wars. So that will be on next week's show. Who's my favourite news presenter, Neil? Oh, Tom Bradbury, of course. Correct. This week, he gave us not one, but two dates for our diary, Babe. And it's about the West End opening up again. Hamilton is coming back oh, and the breaking news I know it's coming back to the West End and there was another breaking news that Tom Bradbury was delighted to tell, to tell us about and it's this coming to the West End for the first time <laughs> Books of mine I hope you haven't got your champagne glasses too near the radio it's the one and only as I expected Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. Have I got that right, that it's the first time at the West End? No, it's about the third Like time. I said, it's a return <laughs> of Mary Poppins' The Revenge. Right, so right. soon we will be able to get out of our houses and actually see human beings and enjoy their company. Brilliant. And I thought, why don't we end on a little bit of Mary Poppins' poo, which I'm starting ah. to regret now, because yes. it actually sounds like... A horrible film. Yeah, no. Uh, it's a p- m- poo. Obviously, when you're referring poo. to Mary, m- m- there's no such thing as poo in Mary Poppins, apart from positive, optimistic, positive, outlook. optimistic outlook. I thought we'd end on this clip, Neil. It's the best one for Mary Poppins, and it's where the animals come to life oh, in that farmyard, and Mary tickles them under the chin, Jolly and holiday. they sing. Jolly. <laughs> Say it again. Jolly holiday. Okay, so to end the show this week, here's a bit of Mary. Like I said, for the second time on the West End. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. Join in at home. When the day is grey and ordinary. Mary makes the sun shine bright. <laughs> 
good. Um, so wonderful. And Neil has just on. He's just said he'll pay if you want to see that, that Mary Poppins play in the West End. He'll dig his hand in his purse. Let's just down. And get you we'll be back gold eight. circle next week. Oh. What? That'll do it. Gold circle next week. Oh. Have a lovely weekend. Whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra, tweet all about it. Woo. Oh, there we are. <laughs> it's like the As I expected, Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. And here is Mary Poppins. How you doing, Mary? All right, all right, dear Mary Poppins. Yeah. Don't you think that used to be? It used to be a term, didn't it? Oh, get Mary over there. Or Muscle Mary. Why was it called Muscle Mary? Uh, yes, it's the origin of being called Mary. Um, yeah. I don't know, because uh, being associated with being gay, a Muscle Mary. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't know where that comes from. Well, maybe it is something to do with uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, of course it is. We've answered our own questions. When you know why Mary is associated with the homosexual community, please buzz in. Corpus Christi Wang. Neil Sexton. Uh, is it to do with Mary Poppins? Correct, it is. Um, well done. Case closed. So, Neil, re-vis-a-vis -vis your father. Um, yes. I can't get enough of Martin. You're looking at your screen and squinting your eyes. Are we recording or is this going? No, yeah, no, we're definitely. This is. I'm just yeah. doing a little uh, search for Origin of Muscle Mary, but uh, not getting anything. Oh, yeah, let's go to the dark um, web. LGBT slang. Let's, yeah, uh, let's have a look at that. You know who would be brilliant to interview about this? Mm. Paul Burston. Oh, yes, Paul you Burst may well know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to tell you what, can we give each other homework on the podcast extra bits? So can you contact John Waters for an interview? I'm going to contact Ruth Cocker-Burns okay. from um, America, and then we will toss a coin and see who will contact Paul Burson. It would probably be Lisa because she flirts with him on Twitter. It's very Oh, does she? Oh, we'll send her oh, in. Oh, she loves Send her in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get really annoyed at Lisa, actually, um, if you're new to the podcast extra bits. Where have you been, bitch? We do get a bit naughty on this, don't we, Neil? Because we mm. can. And also, I think there's times in life where you just need to sit in a field and scream the F word. Because <laughs> it's all a bit much at the moment. It's all a bit... <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Little bird. Little bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if Annie is listening, Neil is available if you, if you ever need a voice of a... Um, I was going to use that on the show today, but we oh. missed out. So you doing your Annie Lennox? Oh, I, mean, I see. Yeah. Oh, Neil, please. Can you not tell? Annie Lennox. <laughs> or Annie Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's the same. It's the actual same. Um, oh, so re-vis-a-vis, Australian Lisa, she really gets some athrapnies because... I've never gone out with someone. You know who Australian Lisa is, don't you? I'm just buying Your time to prove it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, testing, testing. Here we are. She can be. Hello. <laughs> testing, testing. So the only way I can describe it, you know, you go out with different people now. I've never repeated the same character who I've ever gone out with, the same personality no. and looks any, and anything. Mm. And Lisa is like, do you remember that advert from years ago? with the Guinness horses just running in black and white through the sea and it was to left field boom 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 oh yes yeah 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 and these beautiful white stallions just 
powered through the sea. No one could control them. Mm. Going out with Lisa is a bit like that. Um, um, right. You can't, there's no, I mean, she just, she'll follow her own path and that's willful. it. Isn't, willful. No, very willful, very willful. And you try and put a harness on her. Not that I'd ever want to put a harness on her. Well, maybe I were dressing up, but. Um, <laughs> You're coming out now. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, but, you know, not that I'd ever want to put a harness, but there's, you, you've got to keep up with her or you're left behind. Right. Right. right? There's, she's very, she, she's very like that, very like that horse from the advert, determined and stealthy. Yes. And quite yes. wishy in the tail area. <laughs> um, so whenever we meet people like Paul Burston or my favourite, the Gato Chocolat, well, I'm sorry, Neil, you and I have chopped liver. And Lisa's off going, oh, I've got their number. I'm going round for dinner next week. Yeah. And it's like, hello, uh, you're trying to, we're just trying to be professional and get an interview. Oh, no, they said they weren't interested. They just want me to go around and say hi. Uh, so I'll be doing that. And, uh, yeah, I'll send you a picture. And I'll never forget, we were at the South Bank and it was that brilliant, oh, my God, Johnny Woo was involved. It was chuffing fabulous. Right. It was last year. Brie came over. Um, glory box, glory box, the glory, the glory. Yes. They had a stage at the West End, and we were there most nights because it was bloody great. And Legato Chocolat used to come out with like a pirouette thing that they have at the Olympics, you know, when they did that floor show, yes. and started sort of pirouetting around the stage. And then all of a sudden, that voice would come out, nothing compares. Like that. And Legato Chocolat is honestly one of the funniest people I have ever met in my life. So I think it was Phil and I muscled up to Legato Chocolat for a picture. And, yeah. it, you know, the usual, you know, oh, have a smile, click. Oh, thank you. And I said, we, Neil and I love you. We've got to get you on the show. Send me a Facebook, honey. That's the message I got. Turn around five minutes later, Lisa's practically on Legato Chocolat's lap. <laughs> and hair flicked back. Oh, Legato, shut up. <laughs> and they're exchanging stories. They're just getting on out like a house <laughs> on fire. Oh, no, not just one photo, about 20. And I was really pissed off at this Legato Chocolat kissing Lisa on the on the oh, cheek. And he's going, oh, oh yeah. Legato. Mm. Oh, my. <laughs> First name terms. Testing, testing. Yeah, I was really annoyed. Oh. So that's. But it's nice to have somebody in that in your life like that who just sort of kind of gets in there because you know also I mean she's brilliant at finding play, unique places for you to go and visit and experience. Oh, and she's try incredible. Was she the one that found that? You know that time we went to that place where they had gin sort of or vodka. Whereas it was in the atmosphere and you could just go into that oh, place. It was all steam No, I round. found that. Thank that you, you, Neil. <laughs> yeah. And this is what happens with Lisa. Yeah, so organise. Someone else organised it. I was, this is another thing I was really pissed off. Oh, my God, Neil. We went down to my father uh, last year. No, the year before. God, last year was so shit, wasn't it? Yeah. La uh, two years ago. And I went to Borough Market, which is a brilliant market in London, and mm. bought the three most expensive, small little delicious cakes. Four of them I bought. Delicious yeah. cakes. A dark chocolate one, a banoffee pie one, a superb gâteau, all sorts of things. Lovely. And I took them down there. And my dad went, oh, because he loves cakes. He's not allowed to eat cake, is he? Oh, yeah, no. And he went, smuggle oh. Smuggle food in, yeah. yeah. Oh, smuggle the food in. Yeah. And he went, oh, Lisa. <laughs> and Lisa cuddled him. She goes, <laughs> David, anything for you. And she looked at me over his shoulder and she <laughs> winked and went, 
And I went, I mouthed to her, you bitch. Yeah, I, I got in there was... and I, yeah, and I did actually say, um, and I thought this is making me look very childish and yeah. it is making, it's not painting me a good light, but what I'm going to say, I said, uh, sorry, Lisa, who got those cakes? And she said, David, anything for you. <laughs> And I just looked at her. And even now, two years later, like uh, when we go down to my parents, they'll say, I'll get this. And, and she'll go, and I'll say it was from me. And I went, oh, I'm oh and it's become one of the running jokes of your relationship. I love oh, that I'm as well. It's an mean jokes. Brilliant. And do you know what? Nothing that pisses me off while we're on it. So I send my parents a card and there's two sides in their kitchen, right? There's two beautiful work surfaces. One's a wooden one, one's a marble one. And the the cards go on different sides depending on who they're from. So right. if they get sent a card from someone they really like, it goes on what Lisa described as the posh side. Mm. So when we went to see them last time, Lisa's card was on the posh side. Whose was on the common one side? That's right, a card I'd sent them. <laughs> and Lisa went straight to the kitchen. She didn't miss a beat. She went, Oh, my card's on the posh side, Debbie, in front of my parents. And my dad went, oh, no, we left Debbie's over there so everyone could read it. I went, everyone, there's two of you in the house. Why have you? So, yes, I'm really angry at her. She has brought that up. I think I might get therapy. I think you're going to um, have to after that. Good Lord. Well, she's just stealing the glory. <laughs> but luckily, I am the watering can and she's very much the flower. Yeah. Um, well, as long as it works for the relationship, the dynamic in your relationship, what's what's not to like? Well, I don't get a choice, love. I, mean, <laughs> I don't get a choice. No choice, in it? Um, but that's beautiful. Do you feel life is getting a bit back, back better now? I feel a bit happier now, don't you? That yes, we're allowed it out. feels like there's a bit of light coming through, doesn't oh. it? Through the uh, yeah, through the darkness that we've experienced. So yeah, it is. It's good. There's definitely an air, and people are happier, and yeah. it's just just an energy which is really great. So I'm very pleased. I'm very happy. Hello. Frozen on my oh, screen. You, do, you completely oh, there, there frozen, you yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's that's free behind me is my bra. I've realised I've done the oh. whole show with my bra oh. uh, on the dryer inside the house. I mean, it's a bit. Um, what's that? What's that depressing guys who did Secrets and Lies? Who's that? Oh, Who's that um, director? Mike Lee. Oh, it's a bit Mike Lee in my house at the moment. I've got bit, clothes yeah. drying indoors on the dryer because it's pissing down for bank holiday. Is that your hoover and, over there? Yeah, it's my shark hoover over there. Oh, that's my underwear. So that's free. That's for you to enjoy. That's very much uh, just what I wanted to see. <laughs> I would never have noticed if you hadn't have drawn attention to it either. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's attractive. Yeah. Um, well, I've really enjoyed today's show, Neil. We didn't have the technical hiccups that we did last week. No, you know? no. It seems to have gone yeah. fairly swimmingly, I think, I'm pleased yeah. to say. Yes, well, hopefully that's set a precedent for the future. <laughs> well, I just I just hope we get two, we had two plays of this week's Freedom of Information Act song mm. out. And yeah, just well, to treat people, we like breaking the rules. Yeah. We break the rules all the time, don't we? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well... Right. Happy Christmas, happy birthday, happy Hanukkah. Anything to add? I don't think so. No, I'm just groping for the... the... No, I can never remember which one it is. I think it's this one. Oh, it is. There That's we are. it. Neil and Debbie. Oh, I've been a bit louder. We'll see you next time. So 
if you can imagine that, all over the face, all over the neck, all exposed skin. And then I'm just going to breathe on it, as they breathe. say in the recipe book. <gasps> oh, oh, wow. Oh. Oh, wow.